Welcome to Sunday Sermons and other recordings from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Davis, California. Please visit our website at www.uudavis.org for further information. I'm Beth Banks, and I'm the senior minister for this congregation, and... I'm Allison Skinner, the music director here. And our words of welcome were written by the Reverend Marta Valentin. We come together today to honor the universal community of seekers to which we belong. We gather together today to share from our deepest place of safety, that we might nurture ourselves by celebrating one another. We call into our presence this hour our ancestors, whose love, labor, and commitment made it possible for us to be here now. Let us call one another to the table of abundance, that we may feed upon those, feed on those fruits that sustain us and ever ask us to grow. Let us be open to this moment with hearts that have no borders. Come, Come let, us let us worship together, together with open hearts. hearts. If this is your first time here, I hope that you will stop by that welcome table that greeted you as you came through the front door um, and let us know more about you and ask questions about anything you want to know. And the people who are standing at those tables can tell you all answers to life. (laughs) Hey, come on. Have some faith in yourself. And this morning, you're invited to light a chalice at the back of the sanctuary if you have either a joy or a sorrow. We can invite those joys and sorrows into our prayer today. And please let us know if you'd like them in the bulletin next week as well. And if it is a pastoral emergency, please let me know so I can speak with Reverend Morgan. And we can also look to the Caring Council to assist us. To acknowledge all that is being held by the people in this room, we light one pillar candle for the sorrows of this world, for the moments that weigh heavily on our hearts. And we light one pillar candle for the joys of the world and the moments of hope and the moments of celebration. The Fleming Chalice is a symbol of Unitarian Universalism, and it's lit at the beginning of our gatherings on Sunday and throughout the week. These words. We light this chalice not simply in the hope that we will be led to wisdom, but for the spark that arises when wisdom is found. We pray for the wisdom that makes us new. We long for the wisdom that reveals the connections between us, and we hunger for the wisdom that heals our hearts. May the light we now kindle together lead us back to those wise, wise ways. I'm Barbara Meixner, and I'm co-director of the Julie Bells. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Bells. Uh, the sub- uh, it's a tutorial, a handbell tutorial, and the subject to be covered will be history, physics, <laughs> movement, and uh, some vocabulary. So, <clears throat> the, the Bronze Age was 4,000 years ago, and that's when the first bell was made. And uh, 
thousands of years later, uh, they had big tower bells in in all the churches of Europe. If you've ever been there, they wake you up on a Sunday whether you want to wake up or not. And the ringers have to practice them. So what what they did, what they used to do, is just practice on the big on the big tower bells. But now they, some people decided it would be a good idea to make tinier bells. So these are shaped like the bigger bells, but then the people could practice indoors, and uh, also it didn't annoy the neighbors when the tower ringers were ringing. Uh, so the tower bells clap on, ring on both sides, but these, this one gets stuck here, and that's why it's called the English handbell. Well, because they invented it. <laughs> I mean, in England, that's where they came up with this idea. Uh, because, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, that, that's the history portion uh, about the development of this instrument. Uh, <clears throat> now, it, the way it works is that you, the sound comes out of the rim. So, uh, James, I would like you to listen to this one coming out. This comes out the wrong way. Okay? Now listen to this one. Listen to this one. From the side, yeah, so that's where it comes out. So all the rest of you can experience it. I'm going to do it, I'm going to ring it right, then I'm going to lower it so you're going to get this, and then hopefully it'll get a little louder as I come up. Did it happen? Yeah. Then I ring it right. Okay, good. Okay. So that was the physics portion. Now we're going to get into the... <laughs> Now we're going to get into the movement portion. Um, uh, can you ring the lowest bell that Julie Bells owns? That's a C4. That's an A7. Middle C is, is C5. So, the first thing is to ring and damp. So first they're going to ring and then they're going to stop the ring and then they're going to do it where they don't damp and that's like putting down the pedal of the piano now that's for legato music if you want staccato music you have to hold the bell really close to your chest and then damp it quickly Sometimes you want to alter the sound waves a little bit by rotating the bell, and this is where a thing of physics comes in again that I don't understand. This is called a gyro. Did it change? All right. Um, now, going to the, uh, oh, the shake. Sometimes um, you want the 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 movements to be more exciting and so if you shake the bell hard enough it will hit both sides of the bell so this is a shake now these movements were best uh, done by the treble ringers the smaller bells now with the mallet the mallet uh, 
is an instrument. Yeah, it's a part of a thing. And, and, and it depends on the size of the bell. The bigger, the fatter mallets are, are bigger. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they go with the bigger bells. Right. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so the handbell is resting on the table, and you just hammer it. Good. Now, here's where the vocabulary comes in. It's an Italian word, martellato. It means hammer. Okay? And this is hammering the bell on the table. Make sure you don't do it at home. Uh, it has to have a foam, a totally protected table. And you hold the bell by the handle, and you gently strike with the full body of the handbell on a padded table. That's underlined. <laughs> All right, then you can have a martellato lift. There's two languages together. Uh, that's the name of it, martellato lift. And this is, that's it, they did it. You hit it and then come back up. Okay. That's, that's the end of the tutorial. <laughs> there will not be a quiz. And so we sing. We sing children and youth to their groups. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Mayor Winger. And I wanted to talk with you a little bit about my experience with playing um, in the bell choir. So for um, several years, Barbara, every time we got together, would say, Mayor, come play in the bell choir. And it's not just me. I know a lot of you have heard that. And I, can't, I would always say, Barbara, I don't know anything about music. I can't possibly play a musical instrument. I know nothing about music. Well, but then my granddaughter, Anna Marie, uh, decided she wanted to try playing in the bells and I became her driver. And so I would come and sit while she practiced with the bells. And uh, Barbara would say, Mayor, it really is fun. You only need to count to four. You don't have to know anything about music. If you can count to four, you could play in the bells. So as I came and watched them, I thought, you know, it really does look like fun. So, all right, I'll give it a try. And I discovered that there is an element of fun in bells. There is a lot of fun. However, it is a lot of hard work. It is, um, you know, knowing when to come in and how to ring the bell and when to stop ringing the bell and how hard to ring the bell. And, and uh, there is a lot to it. And, um, but there is fun, there is joy in bell ringing. And um, I've learned some musical theory, which is nice. I now know what an eighth note and a quarter note are. And um, I have made some wonderful friendships. Being together, all dedicated to one uh, you know, outcome is fantastic. And people who I knew before, I know better, and people I didn't know at all, I now have true friendships with. It has been fantastic. And it's also a wonderful form of meditation 
This year, uh, my work has been incredibly difficult, and I can be having just the worst day ever, but I come to Bells, I start playing, and everything else disappears. I don't think about work, I don't think about problems, I just think about playing with all these wonderful people in this lovely, harmonious way. And um, there is a lot to ringing the bells, and there is a lot more than counting to four. <laughs> so this is the annual Music Sunday here at church. But for me, every Thursday, I celebrate Music Thursday. So I practice bells here at church from 5 to 6.30, and I zip home for a really quick dinner, and then I zip over to play keyboards in a community jazz band from 7.30 to 9.30. So it's a long night. And so I am a very seasoned bells player because I've been with this group for four whole years. But don't worry, uh, jazz band keeps me humble. I'm a very rookie keyboard player because I've only been playing jazz piano for four whole years. <laughs> At the other end of the spectrum, Cal Crabill, age 95, has been playing trumpet for over 80 years. So he is an inspiration to all of us. He actually practices his trumpet every day. That's what keeps him young. So both of these groups can be considered models for how organizations and society as a whole should function best. We figure out how to make the talents and also the limitations that each person brings to the table and make something beautiful together. So you may notice that different people play different bells parts in the different songs. And that's because some of us love to play the big bells some of us can play those fast notes really well. Some of us, which would be Anya and Barbara, compose and arrange lovely music for us to play. And some of us can come early and help set up, and some of us can't. That would be me. So to paraphrase Robert Fulgham, all I really need to know, I learned in bell choir. <laughs> Number one, share everything. Number two, chocolate is good for you. Yes, we recently started bringing chocolate to every rehearsal. Um, number three, everyone has a part to play. So make sure you have everything you need to play your part. Number four, when you have the melody, it's your time to shine. Seize the moment and play louder. And when it's someone else's turn to shine, step back and play softer and let them shine. Number five, live a balanced life. Learn some and play some, and rehearse your part at home when you need to. You know, we, um, we end the service. It just kind of flows right out the door. So before I start um, what I have to say about music, I'd just like to recognize some of our leadership um, in our music program. I'm starting with Allison Skinner, who is the music director for the congregation. And um, thank you. Thank you. And we're going to ask for, like, huge applause in just a minute. And Barbara Meixner and Linda Burse, could you raise your hands, please, so that people know. Um, Handbell, 
co-directors. And then Luann Higgs at the keyboard, and she is awesome. She has also stepped in um, these last months when Allison could not be here. Um, and so she's done keyboard and directing simultaneously, which is no small feat. Um, so many, many thanks. And um, someone who works behind the scenes, Susanna De Palma, where are you? who does all the music library work. There you are. Um, and so this is something that's not seen, but boy, so important. And we could keep going. The sound guys. Oh, we'll get to the sound guys. I wasn't, you know, they get their own day to shine. I will just really lift them up. But we can say, the sound guys, they are so cool. And without them, we would not have a voice, literally, here. Uh, but they, they will get a big day of love. So, the March all-church theme is wisdom, and we get to think about it for the whole month. And next week, you're going to hear uh, from a Buddhist, a Muslim, and a UU, and this is not the beginning of a bad joke. (laughs) They will all be here. Um, And we'll find out how each person finds wisdom personally and where they find wisdom from within their tradition. Unitarian Universalism has six sources identified as inspiration for living a life of wisdom. And Jason Shelton and Kendall Gibbons, who, by the way, is humanist to the core, co-wrote a cantata with six movements, one movement for each source. And All Lifted Hearts, which you'll hear today, is that third movement. And the third source of inspiration is the wisdom from the world's religions, which inspires us in our ethical and spiritual life. The third source can also be applied to the first song that you heard with both Bells and the Sparks Choir as the deer. The lyrics were developed from the beautiful language in the Psalms of the Hebrew Scripture. As a lyricist and composer, Gibbons and Shelton decided that the individual movements could not be purchased alone, neither could they be performed alone. You had to buy the whole cantata. Because congregations might choose to just sing the one movement that represented their favorite theology and not experience the fullness of our possibilities. It's the full realm of the sources that offers us resiliency, which was the February theme that we had. And we can be resilient only if all of those sources are accepted as possibilities for wisdom and inspiration. Maybe they are not all your sources but we agree that they are possibilities for someone who is in this room. So for a number of reasons, they decided that All all Lifted Hearts was that only movement that could be purchased separately from the whole. And the reason is, is because it focuses on the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And the, the, the cantata, this part of the cantata has the inclusion of eight religious traditions, Jewish, Hindu, Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, Taoist, Shinto, 
and Lakota. And the lyrics are inspired by readings from each tradition. So this one source, this one movement in the cantata could be purchased and performed individually. In an article about all lifted hearts, Jason Shelton explains that the use of the golden rule in each religious tradition is slightly different. And when we hear them side by side in this piece of music, they have slightly different nuanced rhythms. And that is where we find the truth of universalism. It is universalism that opened our very intellectual denomination to the language of the interconnected web of all existence and welcomed the earth-based religious traditions. It is why we can be together with very different religious backgrounds in this space when we might have very different religious beliefs. UU minister from All Souls New York City, Reverend Forrest Church, preached about many windows, one light. The language comes from a sermon he did. The light is what we consider sacred, what lifts us up, what connects us all, and some call this God. We can't look at that light directly because it would damage our eyes. But when we see it through, let's say, a cathedral window with its many colors of glass, and and Forest Church worked in such a church, it illuminates our minds and hearts in many ways, different colors representing the many ways we feel and see and sense the divine in life. This is the universalist love and the acceptance we would hope to live. Many windows, one light. Many waters, one sea. All lifted hearts are free. We very rarely, if ever, sit in quiet, not silence, but quiet, when we're in the company of so many people. But it is truly a bonding experience if we can just relax and be together in a moment of trust. Before I begin the pastoral prayer and our sung response where we will finish that meta prayer, I wanted to let the congregation know that Ruth Hall passed on Friday night. And so that we hold her in our thoughts during this time. And when we come to the time of silence, perhaps you are holding the memories you may have of her. If you don't know Ruth, and there will always be those for whom she is not known to you, or we have guests today, think about those you love who have gone before, who have given you wisdom, who've been a part of your life and inspire you. Use that quiet time to bring them to your mind. The poem that we'll hear as a spoken prayer was written by Ruth. It was one of the things she asked to have placed in her file for a day such as this day. Ruth has always been an important presence in this community. And all in one person, wrapped up together, is a, was a creative and a strong person with an insatiable curiosity. 
She was opinionated. And she was compassionate. And she was loving. And she loved her family. She loved her friends. And so her words, may they guide you in a moment of prayer. May we be open to the life that flows through us. An energy that binds us to all that exists. May our feet find paths of solid ground. May our shoulders relax, breathing out. And may our chests open wide, breathing in. And may our hearts dance with the rhythm as our strong arms reach out to others. When our souls ask questions, may our minds find satisfying answers. May we have quiet moments of grace, a dawning deep inside that we are accepted. We are part of the beauty and the love that surrounds us. And each of us is a part of the intricate web of relationships. When one of us celebrates a joy or grieves a loss, the web of life moves to a new shape. We are a part of the turn of the earth, the shift of the stars and the pull of the sea, and all change. you to not take hands, not take hands, but to look at each other. Ralph Waldo Emerson called these the eye contact, the eye beams. So I ask you to beam, beam at others with great love. And these words by Maureen Killeran. As we listen to the blessing of music, may we know this ending is more than a time of goodbye. May the warmth of this community and the memory of our chalice flame sustain our hearts and encourage our minds as we engage the blessings of life's challenges and joys. This service has ended, but your service has just begun. Go in peace, go in joy, and go in love. And let this gathering say amen. Amen.